All right, folks, welcome into another edition of the High School Huddle. It is our biggest edition of the High School Huddle of the season because we've got our biggest day of high school sports coming up on Saturday. Some exciting stuff on Friday as well. I'm AJ Feldman. He's Carl Jones, and we are ready to bring you the March Madness. Man, I can't wait. I mean, you guys have been talking about this time of year since I got the job. And uh, I think it's going to live up to the hype considering all the, uh, the activity and games that we got to get out to over the next two days. Yeah, Saturday alone, we've got tons of boys basketball championships, girls basketball championships. We've got both our teams, our hockey teams playing in the, uh, the state regional round. We have got state indoor track going on uh, in the city. We have got state swimming going on at Ithaca. We have got state cheerleading championships going on at RIT. And we've also got some local college basketball teams, some local uh, Section 5 stars playing in those as well. We have got so much to get to, we cannot wait. But first, before we get to what we're about to cover, we're going to take a quick look back at the stuff that we have just gotten wrapped up with, starting with potentially and probably the game of the year. Um, certainly, every, any single time Penfield and Victor square off in the sectional championship game, it's crazy. You had the girls volleyball, double A, uh, you know, Victor storming back to beat Penfield. And then we had another dramatic game. Uh, Collar was there as uh, Victor outlasted Penfield uh, to uh, to advance to the state tournament. Yeah, first and foremost, I just want to say congratulations to both teams in that game. That game was the definition of like an Ironman event. Uh, you can tell both uh, both teams out there were running on fumes uh, and Victor got the last laugh. I mean, starting off in the beginning, uh, Penfield got out to a little bit of a, a, a good jump. And then uh, they took a 2-1 lead in the, in late in the second, you know, uh, Sean Smith doing his thing, you know, a beautiful goal. Y'all got to check it out, man. It was it was sick. He just took the puck and just went down the other way and put it in the back of the net. And then uh, Victor got on a power play with about five minutes to go in regulation. And good teams are always going to take advantage of that. Colin McNamara, his second goal of the day, tied up to go into OT. And for someone like myself, I'm thinking, all right, cool. These two, two, these two teams have firepower. All right, well, somebody's going to score in this first OT, right? All right, you know, all right, cool. They little gas, but, you know, star players are going to find a way. What I didn't realize is that they also, both teams had star goalies. And they showed, they played an outstanding game. It, it didn't really show in the first uh, three periods. But, man, in the overtime and shootout uh, periods, I mean, Max Pitts stole the show from Victor's side. Also, Pittsburgh, uh, Penfield's goalie as well. I mean, it was a, a classic in every essence, every essence of the word. Um, and then we go to a shootout, and then the ninth round settled it, not the first three. <laughs> you got to go to the ninth shooter to settle a shootout. I mean, and Jackson Guck, shout out to him. I want to give my man some kudos for getting the game-winning uh, goal. But, man, it was a legendary game. Um, I was exhausted. Uh, <laughs> holding the camera so I can't imagine what the kids were like out there on ice skating especially that late in the game where you know obviously as someone who follows the sport they're not going deep in their lines that late in the game they're just going one two one two one two so I mean those kids were out there running on fumes so I want to give some love to Thomas uh you know they took down Aquinas in the championship game doing their thing per usual uh in the class b title they're stabbing back brothers once again it was cool to see Aiden and Ethan get their uh little uh combo going on for the first goal of the game uh but, you know, Thomas uh, getting back on top where they uh, deserve to be, not deserve to be, but where they've been for a very long time for that program and, and see how far they can go in the state tournament like you alluded to. Yeah, their second title in the last three years. And, and Aquinas, they had, 
um, quite the run there. They won in overtime to reach the championship game and really, um, you know, gave, gave a really strong fight in that championship game, just kind of following it along. Um, you know, it was a one goal game down to the wire. Uh, you know, uh, Thomas packed in an empty netter to, to make it a two goal game. But that was a really nice performance from then. Um, both those teams have some some really tough tests coming up in the uh, in the state uh, regional round, uh, especially Victor. They've got the top seeded uh, or the top ranked Orchard Park. They are undefeated on the season. So um, certainly, you know, both of our teams are uh, in the top three. Uh, we will see how they will do. Uh, Victor has Orchard Park. And um, Thomas has, uh, I'm going to, I believe it's Skinny Atlas that they, they have in the, uh, the, the championship, uh, the Far West Regional Championship. So, and Skinny Atlas is second in the state. So we will see how they both fare. Some, uh, some top three battles, uh, potentially, you know, could have been state championship games or state semis, but uh, that's the way the, the cookie crumbles there. So we will see how that goes on. Those games are Saturday at SUNY Brockport. We also had some other uh, state championships uh, this past weekend. We had our state wrestling individual championships. Um, we had two local wrestlers, Section 5, come home with state titles. It was uh, Hilton's Rocco Camalachi and uh, Jaden Scott from Rush Henrietta. Both have been to the state tournament four times before. Both have been close to the podium. Uh, even Jaden Scott had a technical state title, even though he finished second. The, the first guy wasn't, uh, you know, in the NISFA organization, so... Um, but both of them finally officially won state titles this weekend. Glad to see those happen. We, uh, um, you know, I talked to both of them before. They're both really looking forward to it. All they could think about winning those state titles. Um, so congrats to them. And then we also had skiing state championships this week. Um, we had two local uh, skiers, both from Brighton, Ben Comio and Kate Anzalotti. I uh, hope I'm saying uh, especially Ben's uh, last name correctly. They won individual championships uh, Anzalotti and Nordic and, uh, and Ben with uh, the Alpine and then Brighton uh, girls and HFL boys both took home state titles. Um, so congrats to them as well. So we got a lot of state titles given out and we're going to have a lot of bricks on the line this uh, upcoming week, uh, this upcoming weekend. Uh, we're going to start previewing every single bracket here for you. We got a lot to get to. So we're going to kind of get through them as uh, both as quickly and as thoroughly as we can. We're going to start off with the boys side of the bracket. Carl, we've got a great matchup, a great, uh, a, a great story in uh, in girl in uh, boys basketball in the class double A matchup. Oh yeah, great story indeed. I mean, obviously this time of year, you know, it's winter go home and it's a make or miss game. And Rush Henrietta has had the luck of the draw the past two games. Uh, you were at the Rush Henrietta Victor game where Rush Henrietta was uh, up pretty large in the fourth quarter and then it slowly dwindled. <laughs> way the rest of the game but they found a way they found they hit, a way. they hit a couple shots they needed like three baskets down the stretch and some free throws they actually did a, a decent enough job at their free throws I've seen a lot of bad free throw shooting down the stretch here um it, it's tough in crunch time but they did they did enough to to get the win over Victor there yeah it's a great story and then they followed it up with uh an even better game uh against Hilton uh it was a back and forth game down the stretch it went up end up going to OT and then they found a way from a half-court buzzer beater to win the game from Mason Giorgio, and I think that's how you pronounce his last name. I mean, you want to talk about a Cinderella storybook, like run to a, a sectional title championship game. I mean, there's no better way to, to write it up. Take out the number one seed and then a half-court buzzer beater. I mean, come on, that's what we all want. And then the, coming up next, they probably have, in my opinion, they're probably the best team in AA with Aquinas, who's been rolling throughout their, uh, their side of the bracket taking down a very good, as we both know, Edison Tech team, 84 to 66. Um, I mean, 
Aquinas has a who's who of guys. I mean, the Blackwoods, uh, Jack Blair, I mean, Jack Blair, excuse me. I mean, you name it. I mean, they have, they have guys. So it'll be an interesting matchup. We'll see if Russian Yetter's magic continues. Or we'll see if uh, Aquinas puts a stop to that and says, okay, chill out. Let's, let's, here's the big dogs here. So we'll see. Yeah, that RH uh, Hilton game. Uh, RH even made a, a, a great comeback at the end of regulation. Um, you know, both teams had some prime chances to win at the end of regulation, but neither could get it done. And then, you know, Hilton hits, hits a shot on one side. Uh, Mason Giorgione, uh, I believe it is, uh, he's probably got 12 different ways people pronounce his name, but uh, hits the, uh, you know, step back, like you said, near half, like he was like, um, I actually saw, you know, Jackson Roberts over at uh, Channel 10. When I saw it the first time, I was like, all right, this isn't half court. But then I, when I saw the, you know, the, the overhead, I'm like, dang, this dude was a near, near logo. So, uh, yeah, RH there. And then Aquinas, like you said, they, you know, this, this game might just turn, you know, our ARH certainly has a ton of momentum. This game might just be, you know, these, these two teams get on the court and like Aquinas has got dudes and then, you know, RH has got guys. So we'll, we'll just see how that, uh, that shakes out there. Um, you know, even in that quarterfinal, um, game, you know, Carl, you were there as Aquinas beat Fairport and that was a Fairport team that we thought was very feisty, you know, who could potentially go on an RH type run. That game was, they just kind of eventually said, you know, we're, we're kind of done playing here. Yeah. I mean, I got there at the beginning of the second quarter, I think it was a one point game. And then I was at that second quarter where Aquinas just said, okay, let's, let's quit playing around now. Let's turn up the heat, turn up the gas. And they, I think they outscored them by like 15 in that quarter. So Aquinas clearly has the ability to step on the gas and pull away from just about anybody in this double A bracket. So we'll see if that continues this Saturday at six o'clock. Yeah. And then uh, taking over to the a one quarter, uh, excuse me, the a one final in boys basketball, it is going to be uh, the top seeded from Menden uh, taking on the three seed from Schrader Schrader. They had a, you know, um, they lost in the regular season to Thomas by, I believe it was 17 points. They upset Thomas uh, pretty convincingly. And I, I was at that game. I was at both of these, uh, these A1 semifinal games. Um, I think, man, Thomas was just really uncomfortable. And Thomas has some guys, you know, Jackson Kulik, they've got some dudes who can play. <laughs> Schrader just neutralized all of their threats. Thomas could not get anything going on offense. They were uncomfortable all game long. They were getting no open looks. Uh, Schrader was really playing tough defense. It was just a lot of tough threes and turnovers and things like that. Schrader was just in control from start to finish. Um, a great win from Schrader in that Webster versus Webster game. Um, and then Carl, you were there when they beat uh, Athena at the buzzer there. So another uh, theatric against a really good Athena team that we, we you know, accurately predicted might have been the best game of the quarterfinals, and it certainly was. Yeah, 100%. I think I've seen it with Schrader a little bit. They can they can play different styles of basketball, which has kind of helped them in this uh, tournament run, going against a more athletic Athena team and, you know, being able to run up and down the court with them and neutralize maybe their athleticism a little bit. And then also a team like Thomas who can shoot the lights out and they were able to, you know, make them uncomfortable like you alluded to. Schrader has, you know, taken it to another level uh, in the sectional run, and that's exciting to see. Yeah, and then on the other side of the bracket, uh, it's going to be Menden, uh, the top seed. They took down Arondicoit. This game was was close midway through the, the third quarter. Um, Arondicoit actually took a two-point lead. And then Jackson Green just kind of took over there. He was he was dynamite. It was one of my favorite performances I've seen from a player so far, um, you know, certainly in this playoffs and probably this entire season. He was just in control. He was hitting tough shots. He was making the right passes. He was hitting his three-pointers. 
At one point, he got poked in the eye. He lost his contact. He, he found it on the ground, had to put it in. Anybody who wears contacts knows uh, it's not going to be right the entire way. Um, you know, he was, he was, he was, it was bothering him the entire rest of the way, but he ended up with 24 points. He scored 19 of them in the second half, uh, 11 of those in the fourth quarter. They won 62 to 47. Um, the men at defense held around to to two points in the fourth quarter. So that just goes to show you um, how good they've been. Um, you know, this is a men and team. Um, I singled them out as my, my favorite, my, my flag plant team before uh, the sectional tournament. Um, they're doing a good job of proving me right so far. I will let, I, you know, you mentioned the trader can, you know, play different, a lot of different styles. You know, they neutralize the shooting of Webster Thomas. They neutralize the athleticism of Thena. They're going to have to neutralize the shooting and the athleticism of men. And so uh, good luck uh, to the Strader Warriors. That's for sure. Yeah. And, and like you talked about men in uh, neutralizing uh, in that fourth quarter, Ryan Heath and Xavier Gissendaner are two really, really good basketball players. And they couldn't, oh, yeah. they couldn't get much going in that fourth quarter. I watched the stream a little bit. And like you said, good players uh, this time of year really stand out. And Menden has a pretty good one in Jackson Green. Yeah, Jack Jackson Green was just a lot of fun to watch. Um, I I'll just say that. I'm looking forward to seeing what he does in, uh, in another championship moment. Uh, they won the title last year. So um, they'll try to go for two in a row this time around. In the A2 bracket. It was uh, East taking care of business in a battle of Wayne uh, teams. Taking care of business uh, might be a little overstretching there. They were down 19 in the second quarter. They ended up winning the third, 25 to six. And then uh, they squeaked it out at the end. They had a little bit of trouble with their free throws. Uh, Wayne made a really good push. They were, uh, Wayne was down two with like 20 seconds to go. They had a look. Mesa Blakeberg, a contested three, which would have given them the lead. Ended up short. Damani Barley got the rebound, finally made his two free throws, um, and they came out with the win there. Um, and then Sutherland in the other matchup, this was one of the, the craziest finishes literally I've ever seen to a basketball game. Certainly the, one of the most unique finishes I've ever seen to a basketball game. Um, this one was low scoring all throughout um, in the, you know, second or the third quarter, Sam Pisanelli finally uh, pushed it, uh, pushed it open a little bit. He scored all of East, or, uh, Sutherland's 14 points in the third quarter. And then down the stretch, it was very tight. Um, Tyler, Tyler Mullins hit a, hit a pair of clutch three pointers um, for, uh, for Sutherland down the stretch. The second of which gave them a two point lead. And then Eastridge comes back the other way. They've got like, you know, eight seconds on the clock after a missed free throw by, uh, by Sutherland. Saquon Wester gets a, a really nice look from three. It goes up. It's, 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 I'm watching my camera. It's looking pretty darn good. Gets stuck. A wedgie, <laughs> as the kids call it. Uh, it gets stuck. Uh, the possession arrow did go to, uh, to Eastridge. They, they tried to get something going, uh, lob it up to, to Wester, but the entire gym knew that, uh, that he was the guy that was going to get that lob there, so it just wasn't able to work out. Um, a really dramatic and crazy game. Uh, Cordell Young had a, a ridiculous floater also um, down the stretch for Eastridge, their clutch bucket. Um, a, really tough, a really tough scene afterwards. The Lancers were really crushed after this one. They really wanted that. They've got a lot of seniors on their team. Um, it, just a heartbreaking loss. I think they're going to be kicking themselves for that one. Um, but you know, East versus Sutherland. We've seen Sutherland muck up some games. Uh, you know, they did. They won that game in the 30s uh, against um, uh, against Eastridge. We will see if uh, East can take care of business in this one. Uh, certainly, they're going to be the favorites. But let's not count out Sutherland uh, with what they just did to Eastridge. Oh no! Hey, this time of year, 
I mean, anything can happen. Clearly, they took down a really, really talented East Ridge team. And East was just down, like we just like you just said, 19 to a Wayne team that we thought was good, but maybe not had the potential to go up 20, nearly 20 on a on a on that Eagle team. So anything can happen. Although I will say it was a sight to see watching East turn up the their pressure defense in that third quarter against Wayne. Oh yeah. And if they can do that against Sutherland, good luck. But they, they I mean they, they they needed to go to that bag like that was like a last like last effort to do that so we'll see it'll be an exciting game two contrasting styles can't wait to see how it shakes up yeah and uh um number five for east quinton gordon smith had a pair of threes as uh carl's watching the stream is texting me he's got the he's heating up he's got the the fire going on him uh you know i actually had to as i as he after he hit his three threes like I had not recognized him. I you know I've been to two East games before, have not really seen him before. I was like, all right, maybe this is just a name. I don't know that I don't know the face to did not know the name Quinton Gordon Smith to begin with. So that just goes to show you, they got some, uh, they've got some depth on that team. Um, you know, he, he didn't quite have in the fourth quarter. He missed a couple threes, but um, you know, you can get hot like that. We're going to learn your name. Um, and then, you know, we're not going to have a show before the, um, the, the crossover, the state qualifier games. If this does turn out to be East out of A2 and Menden in A1, um, that might be the game of, uh, of the year. So, you know, we can't predict it right now. We're not going to quite preview it, but um, certainly just, just have that in the back of your head that, that this is going to be maybe the game of the year um, between East and Menden. I, I hope. I will be able to get to that game. That's for sure. Retweet on that one. <laughs> All right. Um, we are going to now go down to class B um, where one of Carl's teams that he kind of is sleeper made it all the way to the finals here in B1. Yeah. I mean, I saw them one time in a win and, uh, and they kind of impressed me and I'll just talk about it right now. Powell Mac is taking on Newark, the four seed Powell Mac, Newark, the two. And the reason why I like Powell, Powell Mac is, this time of year, your guards dictate everything. I mean, they touch the ball at all times. And if they can go, if they can, you know, put the ball in the cup, you know, get their teammates involved, they can go as far as they can take you. And Palmac, their two brothers, uh, the Goodness brothers, I mean, that's a funny last name considering how they can play, but Paul and Ian, those two kids can flat out dictate a game at all times. And, I mean, they uh, they took down a Batavia team that upset Northstar in one of the craziest uh, games I think I've ever heard of. Uh, the fact that they were, we can get on, get on that another day. But the fact that Batavia Northstar yeah. game nuts that was just loud. It was like Northstar was up like twenty to five or something like that. But then Batavia had winning by like ten. It was crazy. Yeah, it, it was nuts. And Palmac took care of the took care of them. And then Newark took down an Olympia team, which we talked about that had you know some athletic guys that can make some noise. So this is gonna be a good one. Uh, both teams uh, have a, a win a piece over each other in the regular season. They're pretty hot coming into the uh, this this game right here. Uh, Newark hasn't lost since that Palmac loss back in early January. And then outside of the Lions loss, Palmac is, uh, is the same, uh, considering how they've um, been electric down the stretch. It's going to be interesting to see. Newark has some guys who are, you know, 6'4 and above. So we'll see if that length can uh, be too much of a factor compared to the guard play of Palmac. But, man, my guys have made it this far. We'll see how they match up against a Reds team that is pretty darn good. Yeah, you know, Paul Goodness, uh, like you mentioned, that that senior guard, that's what it's all about in tournament time. It's about your seniors. It's about your guards. Uh, they've got a good one there. Um, so that should be a great one to watch. Uh, that game is uh, Saturday at Schrader at, uh, at 4 p.m. So, uh, so we're really excited to see that one. Yeah, and then over to Class B, uh, B2, 
Uh, we got another a couple of, uh, I don't want to say Cinderella's, but a couple of teams who, you know, knocked off the some higher seeded uh, teams with Wellsville, the four seed, and Minders, uh, the three seed. Wellsville took down the top seed of uh, Dansville, 60 to 52 to get here. And then Minders took down the Leroy team, which we know has some guys that uh, that can light up the box score as well. Shout out to Merritt Holly Jr. But uh, it would be an interesting game. I mean, the records aren't too convincing. I mean, 13 and 8 and 14 and 8 aren't like going to like make you double take, but maybe they found something out over the past two weeks, you know, it's got to get hot at the right time. So we'll see who can come out of class B too. Yeah. Like you said, you know, both, both teams are probably playing, you know, their best basketball of the season. You, you know, you know, Wellsville knocks off Dansville minders uh, knocks off Leroy. Those are, you know, really quality wins. Um, you know, that Dansville team was a really strong uh, number one seed. So, you know, that B2, we don't get a lot out. We haven't gotten to see much of these teams this season, but just um, a really interesting matchup between two teams picking at the right time. Um, that game will be Saturday. Um, also a Webster Schrader, that one at, uh, at 1 o'clock. Moving down to Class C, where we've got some of the, the best matchups, I think, um, in this entire bracket. In this entire... AJ teams right here. <laughs> Yeah, we've got uh, Rochester Academy in C1. They're 19-0. and 0. Um, They got uh, to the championship game by beating Canisty Agreewood 54-41. to 41. And then you've got Avon, the defending sectional champs. Uh, they got here with a 49-35 win over Geneseo. We've t- I, I, we did a story on Rochester Academy. They've got loads of guys. They're seeking, seeking their first title in school history. Avon brought everybody back from that uh, sectional title team last year. Um, these two teams met in the regular season. It was an overtime game. So that just shows you how tight these two teams are. Racks ended up getting the win 57 50. And they, I, I, when I talked to them, uh, a couple of the players, they were like, um, you know, and their coach, you know, when, when did you guys kind of know where you're good? That Avon game, you beat the defending sectional champs in overtime. Um, you know, it was in their gym. Racks does not have a home gym. So it's always a tough, uh, it's always a road game for uh, the racers there. That's going to be a really fun game to watch. You've got the uh, the experience, the playoff experience of a sectional uh, defending sectional title team from Avon, from the the sheer athleticism from a Rochester Academy, the team that can just jump out of the gym, they can shoot, they can pass, they can they, they get a little fancy, they go behind the back, they got some good uh, dribbling skills. So that's going to be a really fun matchup. Um, the, just maybe maybe the best game on paper uh, of the boys bracket. Yeah, I saw Avon earlier this year once uh, take down Cal Mum. And the, I saw them play a little bit of zone defense on, against Kyle Mum, and Kyle Mum, uh couldn't – they just struggled to put the ball in the hoop a little bit. So Avon clearly uh, can play some defense on that side of the ball. It'll be interesting to see how they – you know, um, what's their game plan against a, a Rax team like you talked about that's, that it can jump out the gym. They're very athletic. will be their game plan, and we'll see uh, what team, I guess, this time around has the adjustments to raise the brick. That game's going on Friday night at Bloomfield at 7. Another Friday 7 o'clock game. This one at Victor is the Class C2 final. It is uh, the top-seeded from Lions versus the number two Oakfield, Alabama uh, squad. These teams both only have one loss on the season. Um, Lions came in this, uh, you know, just one of the games of the year, the regular season game. It was uh, them versus Evoca Prattsburg, uh, the top two teams in their respective classes, Lions in Class C, uh, Evoca Prattsburg, in class uh, D, that was just a wild game. That was a track meet. Um, Lions has dropped to number two in the rankings, which um, I don't know if I agree with that, but um, that game was just a wild matchup. Um, 
And then Oakfield, Alabama, they've got some, uh, their only loss was to a really good Wheatland Chilai team who we're going to talk to talk about later uh, in the show. They, um, they rolled through their semifinal game against Pembroke, 61 to 31. Uh, Lions did the same uh, to Campbell, Lavoca, uh, 77 to 46. So a, a pair of, uh, one loss teams in this championship game. Um, Oakfield, Alabama is ranked ninth in the state. So certainly um, well-respected as well. Um, this is also going to be another great game for sure. I, I mean, we talked about Lions and I think JC Walker and how he can uh, like to step up a little bit. Up-tempo, you know, my type of game. We're getting up and down the court track meet. Man, I mean, two losses combined this late in the year. Yeah, y'all need to be on the lookout for that one to see uh, who come out on top of for that game. Yeah, and, you know, you've got um, Oakfield, Alabama, a team with some championship pedigree from what they did on the football field this past season. Um, Gage Armbruster is one of their top players, obviously, was, uh, you know, their main guy for football uh, as well. So, um, you know, the the Hornets uh, definitely not going to go down without a fight against Lions. Uh, that is for sure. Yeah, and then I guess over to Class C3 now. You got uh, York, the four seed, taking on Cal Mum, the two seed. York, to get here, they took down the the, um, the one seed, Eugenio Marie, uh, in a, a pretty – I think that our sports director, Thad Brown, was at that game, and he said that it was kind of controlled by the fourth quarter. So uh, York clearly uh, – it wasn't like no fluke win on that one. They took it to uh, to Eugenio Marie in that one. And then Cal Mum, on the other side of the bracket, the two seed, uh, is here at 16 and 5 – I mean, 17 and 5, excuse me. Um, their head coach, Dan Pickens, is retiring, so – it's a little uh, extra incentive for uh, for his players to go a little a little harder, knowing that this at any given moment this is his last game ever coaching. Um, Cal Mum took down Dundee Bradford, uh, Dundee Bradford, excuse me, eighty two to sixty seven in the previous game, and I just talked about uh, York beating Eugenia Marie. They played three times this year, so there's not going to be no trickeration. There's not going to be any you know uh, any play that the either team hasn't seen at this point in the year. It's just going to be my guy against your guy and. I mean, I hate to get too cliche-ish, but it's my will versus yours. I mean, I mean, it's going to be the little things. And, and I know, like, all the, oh, no, I'm being serious. Like, at this time of year, you've seen that team that much. There's nothing There's nothing that you're going to do that's going to try to trick your way to beating me. It's just going to have to beat me fair and square. Uh, Cal Mum, I believe, has lost two out of the three games, I believe. Uh, Cal Mum yeah. won two of those three. So, so yeah, they, they played once in a tournament, uh, which is why they got the three games in a, in a holiday tournament. Calmum with uh, two of those three wins. Um, the the two Cal wins were pretty convincing um, by a uh, by um, you know double digits. York uh, nailed uh, squeaked one out, sixty six sixty five. So uh, you know it could be interesting to see how round four goes. See if they can get Dan Dickens uh, a win as uh, the Raiders head coach uh, retires um, uh, in that C three game. That will be also um, that will also be Friday night at Dansville at seven o'clock. Um, Kyle Wade been doing a lot of good things for, uh, for Cam on this season. We've seen him in the box score a bunch, um, but we'll see how that game shakes out over in D one. Um, the Avoca Prattsburg bracket, you know, that's <laughs> uh, how you, 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 you talk about uh, in March madness, you know, this is the Kansas bracket. This is the Duke bracket. This is the Avoca Prattsburg bracket. They're 22 and oh, they have not lost a game all season. Like we mentioned before, they took care of lions, uh, in a, a great regular season game. Um, they do not have uh, an easy test against them, certainly in this championship game. They're taking on Wheatland Shilai, uh, the number two seed there, 19 and three on the season. They've got some really good wins to close down the stretch. Um, they beat North Star and Calmont to close out the regular season. Um, two really good teams. Uh, 
The Wildcats are seventh in the state, but uh, Avoga Pressburg is just going to be tough to beat. Um, you know, undefeated for a reason, number one state for a very good reason. Yeah, I mean, prime time when they came on the show, talked about how they, you know, they can run up and down just with any, just about with anybody. And I mean, they've been doing the same thing in the tournament, so I don't expect it to stop in a sectional title game. So we'll see. Uh, we'll see. Uh, if what what happens in that game because man Avoca Prasper is nothing to mess around with and then we're going to go finish it off the boys bracket going to go to d2 where it's pretty much chalk with Batavia Notre Dame and uh with the one seed and Elba the two seed um gotta gotta show love to the small schools right here and then I'm sorry excuse me Batavia Notre Dame is seventh in the state um they they won their sectional games pretty convincingly both by uh 30 plus so you know that they're um I guess peaking at the right time, so to speak. Their head, co- their head coach, uh, Michael Rap- uh, Rapone, uh, I believe is how you say his name. I believe it's Rapone. I'm, I'm not positive, but uh, we should know this, given that he's Section 5's all-time win leader. Uh, apologize to Mr. Mike. Yeah, I apologize for that sincerely, but like AJ just alluded to, the Section 5's all-time win leader. Uh, so clearly, <laughs> this time of year, he's, nothing's going to surprise him. He's going to have his guys prepared to go uh, go go get another brick, but also Elba is not no slouch at all. They're 19th in the state. Um, it'll be interesting to see. Uh, Elba did take down that Wheatland Childlight team that we just talked about. So clearly they have some, uh, some, I guess some guys and some potential to take down some, uh, take down Batavia Notre Dame, but also in the regular season, Batavia Notre Dame uh, won both matchups by seven and 11 points. Yeah. So, so a two and O sweep in the regular season, but you know, no, no blowouts there. Um, you know, they, they played them tight in, in both of those games. So uh, we'll see if Elba can turn the tide um, in, uh, in the D2 championship game. That one will be on Saturday. All right. Our boys uh, brackets are all in the books. It's time now to get to the girls side where we've got maybe the, the matchup. Uh, you know, we talked about, um, you know, some of the top matchups on the boys side. The girls side, it's front and center. It's double A. This is the one we've been waiting for all season long. It's Bishop Carney versus Fairport. Um, that game will be Saturday night at Rush Henry out of the, the final of a, a big slate of games at RH. Um, Bishop Kearney, they haven't lost to a Section 5 team all day. They haven't played a ton of Section 5 teams this year, which has uh, been a little disappointing for us. Um, they beat Victor uh, pretty handily, 65-44. Um, Bishop Kearney, though, they've got Kai Good. They've got a ton of players around her as well. They're fast. Um, they can press you to death. Um, and then Fairport. Uh, I, I was at that game uh, where they took down Penfield in the semifinal game, 80 to 67. It was actually both of these semifinal games. Bella Pucci just went off. One of my favorite performances. You know, I talked about Jackson Green. I'm going to talk about Bella Pucci now. She had 32 points. She had her swagger going. She was pumping up her teammates. She was hitting threes. She was she was taking long threes. Um, uh, she had a ton of confidence that game. She was getting her, uh, you know, right right behind her uh, her team's bench was uh, you know the. Um, her pair, the, the Fairport parents. So they, they were getting everybody hyped up. They were uh, doing uh, just a fantastic run. Um, they were down midway through that third quarter. They turned it on. Um, it, it just really wasn't close uh, after they decided uh, they really pressed them, which was the issue. Uh, and Penfield could not handle their press. Um, Bella Pucci had 32. Nevea Buntley had 20. Ella Mabon had 21. So these are three players that scored 73 of their 80 points in that game. So that just goes to show you what Fairport can do when, uh, when their three-headed monster is clicking. I mean, there's a bunch of matchups where you want to talk about star power and, and box office, so to speak. This is the game right here. Carney Fairport. I mean, 
obviously Kaya good, you know, she can go with just about anybody in section five and then Bella Pucci, like you alluded to, I had to check out on Twitter to see the, the hype you were talking about. And I'm looking at some of the shots she's taking. I'm like, oh yeah, she's clearly like in a different zone right now. Like the three she's taking, like, she's not even looking at them. Like she's getting the pill and just throwing it up. I'm like, oh yeah, she, she's in her zone. So shout out to uh, Miss Pucci for that one. I can't wait for this one as well. Uh, I haven't seen Carney this year. I've seen Fairport just once. So we'll see how uh, the two Goliaths match up in that regard. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see the style. Um, both of these teams um, press really – that's how they, they can win a lot of their games is through that press. Um, you know, both teams have great ball handlers, so I doubt that that will really be, um, um, you know, the, the difference in their game. And, you know, we talked about, um, you know, Bella Pucci, you know, with her, you know, you know the confidence, the swagger. Kaya Good's kind of like a, a silent assassin when you see her play. Like, she kind of goes about her business – um, she is not the, the flashiest player, uh, with her words, but certainly with her actions, she, she, um, she leads the way. So I'm going to be interesting to see that kind of clashes in personality and at how they, um, they, they battle against each other in a sectional championship game when, uh, when everything's on the line. Um, and speaking of, of firepower class, a class, I mean, a, uh, yeah, I mean the, the girls, I, I want to say the first four game, first three games, at least in, in, uh, in, in terms of class size, I mean, you want to talk about who's who of star power out there. I mean, Menden, I mean, we'll start with them. Obviously, they're a phenomenal team. Uh, I mean, Anaya Coleman, Lily Kennedy, uh, I mean, Danny Schroff. I mean, they've been doing their thing all year. It showed again against Sutherland. And I know I talk about this a lot. When you when you look great, that's good. But how do you look when you may not be clicking on all cylinders? The game was kind of ugly to start. Like, both teams were in, like, serious foul trouble. Like, it was, like, 13, 14 combined fouls in that first quarter. It didn't bother men at all. They still were going up and down the court. The shots weren't falling cool, but, but they were still running their sets, playing great defense. They started off the game 10 and 0 to go to show you they really weren't affected by that whatsoever. I mean, they're very, very talented. I, I can go ad nauseum all day about how great they are. But then also, Strader and Canadagua, that was a phenomenal game in itself, just because you talked about Bella Pucci and Jackson Green. Mariah Watkins put on one of those performances where she's going to go back and tell her friends and all that. What I did was legendary because that Canada Eagle team didn't have an answer for what she was doing out there. Everybody in the gym, I'm sure the people across the street knew who was getting the ball every possession, and she was still putting it in the hoop. I, I mean, it, it was considering the stakes, and I know that I've seen her uh, have a bunch of games where she's put up 20, 30 points this year. Considering that Canada Eagle team, which you know is – phenomenal on the defensive side of the ball not have an answer for what she was doing it, it, it was it was crazy and that fourth quarter when she hit the go-ahead de facto game-winning bucket like with about a minute left in the game it, it was just kind of like a uh what's the phrase called where it's like a little uh, sayonara or or a feather cap to what her performance because man she whew, that was box office so i can't wait to see if Schrader has the talent, like top to bottom to match up with Menden, but this is the star power alone of Mariah versus the who's who that Menden offers. Oof, can't wait for that one. Yeah, it's not very often where, you know, you get a, uh, you know, like a three seed like Schrader going off against a top dog with, you know, the problem, potentially the best player in that matchup. You know, Menden, you know, they share the load a little bit, so maybe they don't get the the, the numbers um, that that uh, the Watkins puts up. But it's going to be, you know, <laughs> you mentioned – now everybody knew it was going to Mariah. We will see uh, if uh, if Menden has an answer for them. That would be Menden's sixth straight sectional title. So all those seniors, um, uh, since the time they reached seventh grade, uh, I don't know if any of them played on that seventh grade team. Uh, I, I I'm not quite sure because you know 
they've been good for a while, but that'd be six straight for, uh, for the Vikings. So, uh, so we'll see how that shakes up. Um, going into B1, we talked about how that was Avoca Prattsburg's bracket on the boys' side. Uh, the B1 girls' side, that is Waterloo's bracket. They are 22-0 uh, on the season. They're the top seed. Um, they're taking on Hornell. Um, you know, we'll see if they can then beat Waterloo. I don't want to spend too much time because I think there's just going to be a Waterloo dub. Um, feel free to prove us wrong, Hornell. But, uh, you know, um, it, was, it was 76 to 49 in the regular season, Waterloo getting the win. So, uh, so good luck beating Waterloo. Uh, let's, we'll just say that. Good luck. <laughs> That's really all we need. Uh, and B2, uh, Friday night as well. That Waterloo game is also a Friday night at 8. Um, the, uh, the, pre the preview or the, the game before that one at Rush Henrietta, that'll be uh, 6 o'clock. Midlakes taking on Wellsville. Uh, Midlakes is the top seed in the bracket. Wellsville is the third seed. Uh, you know, uh, Wells or Midlakes is 17 and 5. They beat Penyan. Uh, 47 to 45 um, in uh, in the uh, in the semifinals to reach there. Uh, Wellsville they won uh, another two point game, 59 to 57. They knocked down Livonia, who's uh, you know a really good uh, team with a really star player in Kylie Buckley, one of our favorite players uh, um, in girls basketball. So these are two teams. They they just won close ones. They know how to win clutch. Um, they have not met this season, so um, going to be a fun game to watch uh, Friday night. One of the best matchups we'll have on that Friday night slate of games. Yeah, uh, can't wait to see how that one uh, shakes out as well. And then from there, we'll go to Class C, uh, back to Saturday games. Uh, C one will start because it's three divisions in this class. I don't know why they break it up like this, but that's not my uh, that's not up for me to decide. Uh, we're gonna they do start that. They do that in the the boys too. You forgot about that. <laughs> Well, they, they they need to feel my energy. There's on a lot of class C teams, Carl. There's a lot of class C teams. We got to get them three bricks. <laughs> hey, more, more, uh, more accomplishments for the kids. I'm all for it, I guess. Uh, we'll start with uh, East Rochester, uh, one of the top teams in the state, taking on like, Alexander. Similar to Waterloo, East Rochester is is a really, really darn good, although they did get, uh, lose their second to last game of the regular season to Lions, who is now uh, at home. We'll see if Alexander can do the same. I, I can't really see it at this point. Uh, Alexander, I mean, ER won by 18 points to get here over Geneseo team. And then Alexander beat uh, Addison by one. So we'll see. Neither team has met this year. I would be really impressed if Alexander can hang with the, with the Bombers. Um, yeah, Alexander in that semifinal game, it was a, a wild finish against Addison. Um, they were down one with like seven seconds to go. Um, one of their players pulls up for a jumper um, from the low wing, hits the side of the backboard, and then it goes right back to her, and she puts in the putback for the win at the buzzer. So, um, you know, we talked about that Eastridge game, something you've never seen before. I have never seen that before to win a game. That is for sure. So, um, you know... I, I can't say too much about these teams other than East Rochester is really, really good. Um, East Rochester is eighth in the state at the latest state rankings. Um, Alexander is, uh, is not to be seen in those state rankings. So um, East Ridge, they won their, um, it was either their first sectional title last year or their first sectional title in a very, very long time. They're going to try and go 2-0 and and maybe go on a deep state run. Yeah, and they got Sammy Lewis and not, a, not many other teams do. So well, uh, that's, that's usually an answer that most teams don't have uh... – uh, don't have it. That's most teams don't have an answer for her. I'll just say that. And then over to C2, uh, we have Pavilion, the one seed taking on Gananda, who just upset a pretty good uh, Kyle Savannah team to get here. Uh, that'll be at Russian Rieta at one o'clock on Saturday. Um, to, to get to this point, excuse me, um, 
Pavilion took down Kendall by four, 44 to, uh, to 40. And then, like I talked about, Gananda beat uh, Claude by two uh, in the semifinal. Um, Pavilion's really darn good. They're 18 and two on the year. Gananda is 14 and seven. Uh, Gananda clearly has the capability to take off, to knock off a, a top team. We'll see if they can uh, duplicate their performance two games in a row. And neither team has met this season. Yeah, you know, you've got Pavilion. Uh, they just went on, uh, you know, Carl got to talk to them uh, about their volleyball team. So, you know, a lot of those skills translate as well. So they've got a lot of uh, those players on uh, both teams as well. So you got that championship experience as well. You've got some height on both teams. You got a 6'2 junior, Lauren Kingsley uh, for the Golden Gophers, uh, Shea Amberger, a 5'11 senior. And then uh, for the Blue Panthers, you've got a uh, six foot sophomore, Ka Kaylee Marvin. So uh, a couple, uh, you know, a big post presences in that game. I'm um, going to be interesting to see how those uh, those uh, players square out in the post. Um, might be where that game gets decided. Uh, that game is being played uh, uh, Saturday afternoon at one o'clock. And finishing up the, the class that has about 10,000 teams in class with uh, <laughs> C3 now. Uh, with Dundee Bradford, the one seed, taking on York, we have chalk in the championship game. It'll be Saturday at 11 a.m. at Rush Henrietta. So this is going to be the, the the first game of the of the long day at Rush Henrietta. Uh, Dundee Bradford is 21 and one on the year. The only loss is to Homer um, in their semifinal game. They took off, took down Kashikwa, I believe is how you say that. Uh, 46 to Kashikwa. Kashikwa, I'm sorry. Uh, 46 to 39. Uh, York. A pretty darn good team themselves. They're 19 and three and took down a Lindenville team, 43 to 23. I just saw Lindenville tank down uh, Harley Allen, uh, Allendale, Columbia, the previous game. So that's a, an impressive win, uh, to say the least. Neither team has met this year. We'll see. Uh, they're going to take it back to their AAU days. AAU days playing the games at 11 a.m. on a Saturday. So we'll see which team has more AAU players and who comes who comes up to show in that one. Yeah, and um, you know this is. Um... The Dundee Bradford is the one seed in this matchup, but York is actually the uh, the team state ranked in this one. York, nineteenth um, ranked in the state. Dundee Bradford uh, is not ranked. So you know these small schools. Um, you know it. You know the state rankings. Uh, I think mean a little bit less because you know even the sports writers who are making these polls, they don't get to see them quite as much nearly as uh, um, as you know the top dogs. But um, should be a, an interesting matchup uh, between uh, these top two teams in uh, in C three. And then moving on to Class D, um, another matchup between the top seed and the number two seed. You got Fillmore at the number one seed. They're undefeated on the season. They will be taking on Batavia Notre Dame, who are the second seed in this bracket. They are 17 and five. Fillmore, they're the class, the top team in Class D in the entire state. They are the only undefeated team left in Class D for girls basketball. Uh, Notre Dame Batavia is uh, is 13th ranked in the state. Um, so, you know, we, we've talked about, um, you know, some of these top teams, you know, Evoke Prattsburg and Class D. Um, we have not gotten to see Fillmore, um, you know, in girls basketball, but they're 22 and 0. I'm sure that if, if we are going, if, we, if we'd say that, we'd be raving about Fillmore. Um, so apologies to Fillmore, but, uh, but yeah, they seem to be pretty good. Yeah. I mean, 22 and 0 this time of year. I don't care what your schedule is this end of third. You can only play who's in front of you. So, um, once again, our apologies for not uh, showing more love to that. But 22-0 is impressive nonetheless. Yeah, Fillmore, uh, uh, excuse me, Batavia Notre Dame winners of their nine of their last ten. Um, Fillmore obviously undefeated. They have uh, won their games by an average margin of victory 
of 24 points. So yeah, film yeah, more good. good basketball. <laughs> and then in D2, um, you've got uh, Avoca Prattsburg once again in the championship game on the girls' side. They are the fourth seed. They're going to be taking on Andover Whitesville, the second seed. This game is uh, Friday at 6 o'clock at Letchworth. That D1 game is Friday at 8 o'clock at Letchworth. Letchworth. Um, you've got um, uh, Avoca Prattsburg. They're 16 and six on the season to make it to the championship game. Um, they knocked off uh, Jasper 57 to 39 and uh, end over Whitesville. They are uh, the second ranked uh, team in the, in this, in the bracket. They're none the ninth ranked team in the States. Um, they're 18 and three on the season. And uh, they beat a, a pretty quality uh, Elba team, which is also state ranked. Uh, they squeaked out a, a win there 45 to 43 in the, uh, the semifinal to reach uh, that game. So, uh, you know, on paper, another strong team against uh, some, uh, you know, we got a state ranked team in uh, and over Whitesville in that game. Um, so uh, the D, the D, the class D bracket looks like uh, we've got some good ones. Uh, we will not be able to get out to any of these games all the way down in Letchworth, but certainly we'll have the scores for you um, on round ball round up there. Yeah, let's see if a vocal Prasberg, uh, they can go ahead and down the court like the boys can, but I trust that the girls are pretty darn good themselves making it this far. Yeah, you, it's always fun to see, uh, you know, a team win you know, state title or sectional titles on both the girls' side and the boys' side. I always love going out to a school where that that type of dynamic is. I ask them, you know, is it a little smack talk? You know, usually they they give the PC answer. They'll be like, oh, you know, we support each other, yada, yada. But I'm sure one of these teams win, the other team loses. Maybe like the the first couple days, they're going to be, oh, we feel bad for us. Sorry. You know, May comes around, graduation for the seniors. Ah, eat this brick. <laughs> 100%. You know it. Oh, that's factual. You know it. All right. So we have got a lot to cover this weekend. Um, it is going to be just fantastic basketball. We're going to have all the highlights for you um, Friday night and Saturday night. Our round ball roundup. We're going to a twofer there. Um, Friday, we got some great games. Saturday, we got a lot of games. Thad Brown's coming in off the bench. He's filming these hockey games for us. We got so much. So shout out to Thad. Um, he's, he's, he's coming out uh, you know, off the bench for some high school hockey coverage. Um, we are really looking forward to it. Um, and as you know, we, we didn't even get a chance to talk about it. We got a ton of swimmers uh, in the, the boys um, swimming going for um, you know, their state title. You know, Pittsburgh doing their thing. Canada would doing their thing. And then on uh, the track and field, um, that, that'll be down in the city. Um, we're not going to get time to them on Saturday unless somebody does something crazy. But um, typically on that Sunday show, we like to run through some uh, some highlights, things like that. So if you're a, a swimming fan, a track and field fan, Sunday is probably going to be the show for you. We got a lot to do. I ran out of my, uh, my glass of water about 35 minutes ago. So um, <laughs> we got to a lot here today. Uh, we're looking forward to a great weekend here. Oh yeah, hundred percent. I'm so. I'm, the first three rounds of play have been exciting and, and yeah, like we 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 really didn't hide this up enough. This boys bracket has just been straight up bonkers. Oh, hundred percent. I mean, I've covered two buzzer beaters personally, and I think there's been at least two other ones. Uh, and then there's been upsets. There's been you know star performances. Whatever you want, Section Five has given it to you over the past week, man. Come on. <laughs> And now, now we get these championship games where, especially in these top three boys brackets, we've kind of got a heavy favorite. We've got a scrappy underdog. Will any of these underdogs pull out the win? We will just have to wait and see, and we will have it for you Saturday night. 
Well, we've gone on long enough. We're going to hope that we don't have a podcast length limit um, on uh, at our sites. Uh, we're on Spotify. We're on Apple Podcasts. You can catch it on YouTube and RochesterFirst.com for the video portion. For Carl Jones, I am AJ Fellman. Thank you for joining us very much. We will see you next week as we preview the Far West Regionals and all these basketball games. Should be a great time. Enjoy the basketball this weekend. We will see you then.